0: Iowa Everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere, and now it's time for Two Guys Named Chris, powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere, for the fans. What's going on? Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is Thursday, the 5th of January. And my name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Last night, Hassel, we were uh, firing up the grill down there in Norman. Iowa, oh, okay. I th- I th- Get it? Get it? I really, Get it? Yeah,
1: I, I really thought you were going to say you were outside grilling last night. And I was going to ask you how warm it is, if it's still It's actually warm gotten
0: here. cold here. It, we went from like negative 20, which you were involved with. <laughs> uh-huh to it got actually warm it was like 60 a few days after that and now there's snow on the ground and it's like cold and windy and (laughs) it's it's right back to being january here in the great state of iowa
1: man you i feel you look like you just have an extra pep to your step today you're just bebopping and scatting all over the place look at you i mean what a day for iowa state basketball yesterday
0: that's an all-timer Really? like, Because the women won. Hal Burton and Niang had great games in the NBA. You sign one of the best recruits in the history of the program, and then you go on the road and get a huge conference road win, which, man, those are just... I don't know if you, how much Big 12 you've been watching, but it is just an absolute meat grinder. It's exactly what we thought it would be, but it just feels like the league is so physical. You've seen it. I mean, the Big Ten has been like this before, where you're just getting the hell beat out of you each and every night. And there was a classic last night in Waco after the Iowa State-Oklahoma uh, game where TCU went on the road and defeated the um, uh, the Baylor Bears. So really, really good stuff. We'll get to all that. We want to talk about Iowa's game tonight against Indiana. Patrick McCaffrey's um, uh leave of absence, whatever we're going to, we're going to call out. We want to discuss that and some other things as well. But, yeah, hassle the So Iowa State, really odd game last night when you go on the road and you get out to like a 20-point lead <laughs> early on against Oklahoma. Oklahoma comes storming back. They go on a 20-0 run. Iowa State goes almost 10 minutes without scoring a bucket. And – they staved them off and really like what was the craziest stat to me from that game and there's a lot of them was that Oklahoma only led for like a minute in that game but it felt so much closer than that because it was just that that second half you never really could take a deep breath but man you 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 steal one you get you start two and oh you beat Baylor which was a you were an underdog in that one you were an underdog last night Man, I feel great to be 2-0. Iowa State's NCAA tournament hopes, while there's still a lot of work to do, are a hell of a lot higher now than they were a week ago.
1: Oh, yeah. Now you start to think, uh, wow, we can really improve our seeding. We are uh, at the top of the Big 12 right now, and I don't think anybody is getting crazy and thinking that this is going to be a Big 12 uh, championship team at no. this point. But you got a big game against TCU coming up. TCU is also 2-0. They had that win against Baylor last night. But you were going into these first two games thinking it'd be great to get a split here. Yeah. Feel really good about a split. I don't know that anybody really thought they'd w- w- get both of these games. Blow out Baylor, and then the way this game went. I, I, it, it was a weird viewing experience for me because I I had a, a dinner scheduled, so I didn't get to watch the game live. And uh, as I sat down for dinner, checked the score of the game. I had the game DVR'd. I was going to watch it afterwards. But it was eighteen to five Iowa State when I sat down and ordered a drink, checked the score again, and it was tied at twenty five. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, geez," I had no idea what had happened. But I sent uh, I sent you and Maddie Van Wink a text when dinner was over. It was like probably ten thirty or so. I said, "All right, sitting down I'm sitting down for the DVR," and you totally ruined it for me. Because all I got, I got back from Williams was an eggplant emoji, so I knew, I knew Iowa State had I, won that game.
0: And I actually felt bad. I didn't really comprehend that you didn't know the score. I thought you meant you were just. Oh, yeah, I thought you knew the score and you were just sitting down to watch it. Hey, my bad.
1: <laughs> no, I was. I, it, I I knew Iowa State was going to win the game the whole time I was watching it. I was intrigued to see how. I did not think it was going to. Boy, they hmm, they they did some of the things that they always do. It seems like they they go on these long droughts where they can't score. But man, yeah, I was I was so impressed by the guard play and getting in the paint, just big buckets in the paint. Whether it's Holmes or, or Lipsy, I mean Lipsy, just, man, I, I, is, he does not look like a, tr- a true freshman, right? Lipsy looks. He was like playing in one in, of those in Iowa guys. Yeah, he was playing in the Iowa high school thing last year, correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he played for uh, Ames High.
1: Ames High, baby.
0: Proud of A- the pride of Ames High, Matty Van Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Really Van impressive. has got to chime in and just pop yeah, his chest about A- it. Yeah, Ames so. High,
1: baby. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Ames High, Ames High. <laughs>
0: That's the thing that they all say. It's, it's really obnoxious. That's
1: it. God, he, uh, when he was super impressed.
0: He would say Ames high, Ames high like twice a day.
1: What is that? Why? Why do you say it like that? Why do you say it's it like Ames, like A-M-E-S, high. Ames high, like A I M. Oh, okay. Yes. Get it? Yeah. All right, whatever. That's, that's corny. It's funny. So,
0: yeah, Lipsy is the big story to me. The first two games in the Big 12, but you can't. Caleb Grills hit ten threes. Jeez, yeah, in, just in the first assassin. two games,
1: an assassin. It,
0: he he's doing it in a way too. Like it, these aren't like easy shots that he's hitting. He's just playing with a entirely different level of confidence. I think it's. I don't think it's sustainable, obviously, for Caleb to keep hitting five threes. But I also, Caleb has gone on a stretch where it's like, oh, he's one for nineteen in the last two games, or whatever. He's still very capable of that. he just looks like a different player to me. You see this often where uh, these guys have seen enough reps they've been in enough um games now where the game is slowed down for them. I just I feel like we're kind of in a different level of Caleb Grill's career. We'll see how it mm-hmm. goes from here. You know the guy to me that there there were a couple things that stood out to me was Oshuni. Eight rebounds last night, which is huge. They needed him to be better on the glass. I think that was an underrated
1: he stat. He had a couple of big offensive rebounds. Big late. time.
0: Hit those free throws. I'm surprised how good
1: of a free throw shooter he is. Now, <laughs> he was one person. for three last night uh, yeah. going into those. So they, they the inbounds pass.
0: I was where, like, what are they throwing it to him for?
1: That's exactly <laughs> what I said. And I think that's a lot probably what a lot of Iowa State fans said. If you didn't know how good he's been at the line. This season, I don't know the sample size, but they said well, he's an eighty-eight point nine percent free throw shooter. I said, what? And he's one for three tonight. I mean, usually guys like that are not good free throw shooters, but he came through. He was great. And then the
0: other one you mentioned, Holmes. Now he was like five for fifteen. He he, he only had ten points. But you mentioned Hassel, they, they got into those scoring droughts. There's two of them specifically in the game, the one that allowed Oklahoma to go on the big first half run. And then there was a five, six-minute one, I think, in the second half. And one of the reasons why – also I Iowa State hasn't really gone on many droughts like that this year. Uh, of course, they did, went on some in their losses to UConn. Well, Iowa, the entire Iowa game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that was it appears to be a bit of an anomaly but nonetheless your point well taken um the thing I like about Holmes is he's got the stature where he can get to the basket right mm-hmm. even last year with like a guy like Brockington he was taking those long twos all the time and it was just like some nights you're just not gonna have it and I I, I really like seeing that from Holmes he was kind of their drought stopper last night which proved to be critical but yeah I I feel really good i by no means expect them to go into tcu and win on saturday but at this point you're kind of playing with house money that's not really the expectation i don't know if you watch tcu baylor tcu is has woken up they started off really really bad they had like a really terrible non-conference loss at home that just killed their metrics but they've won something like 12 in a row. Iowa was, was part of that stretch. Iowa fans have, have watched TCU. And they're playing really, really good basketball now. So I'm thrilled. The other Iowa State note we wanted to get to, um, and honestly maybe even a bigger headline on the day, was JT Rock, the four-star kid out of South Dakota, committing to <laughs> Iowa
1: State. <laughs> we seeing him next to, to TJ. He's like a full person taller than TJ.
0: Yeah. Seven. He's a legit seven foot. Now he he picks Iowa State <laughs> over. Mainly, I, I think it came down to Purdue, Creighton, Iowa. Yeah, I know. Hoybert of
1: course, is Purdue old. was in on the yeah super super duper tall size skyscraper guy.
0: Really big deal. Uh, the the micro of getting this young man is a is a big deal. You always want to get a really good prospect like that from the Midwest. Macro wise. This all but assures Iowa State will have a top fifteen for sure recruiting class two years in a row, which is really really incredible when you consider, um, you know, just that that's never happened in the history of Iowa State basketball to have one of them, and if you're gonna have two two years in a row, uh, shout out to my guy Ots because that's a that's a hell yeah. of a coup, and they're not done yet. There's a. Really good point guard that they're in on as well that I think could secure them a top-10 class.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the 24-7 sports rankings yesterday after that commitment, and they're number seven in the composite for the class of 23, and they're number nine in the composite for the class of 24, and he's he's part of that class of 24. Um, it's, it's pretty impressive, really. I mean, I know these are... I know these are guys that haven't set foot on campus yet and who knows what happens and who knows how good they are. And they could transfer
0: after a year in in today's day and age.
1: Right. just part of the day. To to get a top ten classes to come to Ames, Iowa, that's uh, pretty damn impressive.
0: Looking good on that front. Real quick, I want to thank our friends at Circus Sports, Circus Sports Iowa, uh, for sponsoring two guys named Chris and all of Iowa everywhere. He just looked up the line for tonight's game. Via Circa, Iowa is a one and a half point favorite tonight over Indiana. I am going to try and catch up with Mike Palm here in the next couple of days to do a little bit of a betting preview for the college football national championship game. Mm-hmm. Now that line has dropped; it's now thirteen. I saw I looked it up this morning on Circa thirteen. Georgia's a thirteen point favorite over TCU, and I I don't know. I, I feel like I'm throwing darts um, with these playoff games. I didn't have a good feeling betting either one of the semis in, in this one sir so i guess i would probably hassle take points
1: yeah i mean, I mean it, tcu just they they seem i don't know if they're the team of destiny but they are a team on a magic carpet ride and they haven't really let anybody down at any point this season even their one loss they yeah. were they they were very impressive in that loss and and took it into to, to overtime i i Georgia is a different animal. Georgia is better than Michigan. Uh, Georgia has more talent than Michigan. Michigan, Michigan. uh, I was talking with our draft analyst Ryan Wilson at CBS Sports HQ, and Michigan had, I believe, one no zero players in his um, mock draft, first round mock draft. Didn't have a single player. Michigan and Georgia has five, potentially six in the first round. So that's. There's a difference in, in talent going from Michigan to Georgia, and it's a team that's done it before. Been there, done that. But it is a lot of points, 13 points. I think at this point, you just take them. We'll see what Palm has to say about that. Shout out to our – download that Circa
0: Sports Iowa app today. Let's start with Patrick McCaffrey before we get into tonight's game. So I know that we both really wanted to talk about this. Um, Patrick McCaffrey this is this is old news by now, so we don't need to completely dig into, to all of this. but uh, Patrick put out a statement earlier this week that he was, I mean the way I read it, Chris was at least kind of take a couple of games off. He suffers from anxiety, uh, was reading Chad Lysico's column in the register last night uh, with some quotes from his mom just about how bad this has gotten. About how he actually had to leave in the middle of that Eastern Illinois game to go and vomit in the in the locker room, and it, it wasn't he wasn't ill. It was anxiety driven uh, vomiting. And um, this goes without saying, uh, takes a lot of courage to do this in the middle of the big ten season. I mean, this is a deal where these guys have a lot of people who are counting on them in, in their minds and you don't want to let people down. Iowa's clearly struggling right now. That probably it's it's more difficult, I would guess, to do this after a three-game losing streak like they're on than if Iowa was ranked in the top ten. Um, so it, it just seems what I've liked about this from afar is he's gotten a lot of support. I haven't seen a single person be a jerk to him about this, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just watching on Twitter, so it's not, I don't. I have no mm-hmm. idea what's coming through to him, but it. His teammates said really great stuff yesterday. Obviously, his dad cares deeply about him, who's also the head coach. Uh, it's been uh, cool, and this is a deal that you and I can both speak to that is a lot more common than people realize. And the good thing about it is when guys like Patrick talk about it, it just breaks that stigma a little bit more. So, shout mm-hmm. out to him. Hope he. I hope he feels better. I'm sure that he will. He's got a great support staff, it appears, to be around him.
1: And we've heard from uh Fran McCaffrey he said boy I I've heard from from people that I've known for many many years that have come forward I had no clue they were suffering or they had suffered from this sort of thing and uh, they let me know that they're going through very similar things as my son and and I think that's um one of the things that can come out from this one he can kind of be a trailblazer and show that hey if if you are an athlete or whoever you are um you don't need to feel bad about maybe taking a step back. I mean, I, I personally have dealt with anxiety several times throughout my life, and it's really derailed my life a, a few different times. It started in high school. Um, I, I just out of nowhere, just started feeling awful. and I had it, it affects you in, in ways that if you've never had it happen, you don't understand, but it starts affecting you physically. I mean, you, you, you mentioned Patrick McCaffrey throwing up in the Eastern Illinois game. It does things to you that make you think that there's something really wrong with you physically, even though a lot of this is is coming straight from your your own thoughts and your own mind. Um, I basically, i I reached a breaking point when I was a junior in high school where I had to go on medication and I had to basically take tranquilizers for a month straight. I I don't there's like a month of my high school, my junior year of high school that I don't even remember because I was so drugged up to try to get through uh, horrible, horrible anxiety issues. And it's it's not something that can will go away. I mean, it's something you can treat, but it's not something that will ever go away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been on medication since I was in high school. Since that moment where I hit a breaking point, point. and I, I've had to deal with issues uh, in in my twenties several different times. When I was in when I was at Channel Thirteen in Des Moines, there were a couple times where I I had really hard time walking to the studio to do a sportscast, and I would have panic attacks on the air. Uh, it happened also when I was at ESPN uh, where I would have, I mean, I, and I dreaded every single day I mean, it was all in my mind, I would have panic attacks when I was on camera and I just had to work through it and pretend like it wasn't happening. Cause in my mind, and I don't know if this is the right way to go about it or not, but in my mind, if I said I cannot do the sports cast tonight, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't go up there. Then that would put a barrier in front of me that I might never be able to break again. So I kept going I didn't tell any I didn't tell anybody. So I just kept going up and kept just getting through it, getting through it, getting in and, and and I did. Um but I don't know, maybe it would have been better for me to say, Look guys, I can't do it right now. I I I I I and you just need to take a step back and and figure out what's going on. Uh, who, nobody knows the the right way to go about these things, but I certainly uh, sympathize with Patrick McCaffrey because um, I, I've been dealing with this for the majority of my life, and I know you have too, Chris.
0: Yeah, mine was a little bit different. I mean, I didn't really – this is kind of the route I was going to steer this. is I dealt with it my whole childhood and stuff where I uh, – I mean, mine wasn't as much physical. I didn't do the panic attacks and stuff until I became an adult, which is when finally, like, I actually went to a doctor, right, and, like, talked to somebody about it. Um, Mine was just, like, I would – I I was, like, 10 and wouldn't sleep at night. Like, I would get, like, an hour of sleep because I would just sit there and just create – everything in my mind right like in, you know exactly what i'm talking about and it, it got to be in my late 20s where i started having the panic attacks and stuff um the the good thing is here that even when you were a junior you got you got treatment but i'm guessing now if that happened to you, your treatment would be a lot better mm-hmm. right because it's just so much more talked about it's so much more out of the shadows uh because with, with with me chris like i didn't even i mean i think people realized it but it wasn't even a thing and like right like well mm-hmm. suck it up right like you know mm-hmm. you just it when you break an arm oh i have a physical broken arm when you have something going on in your mind and i didn't even know like i just thought that this was just how it is for everybody right i'm sure that you mm-hmm. felt that way too when you were a young man and the great thing here for Patrick is, and, and, and this kid has been through hell. Like he's mm-hmm. a cancer survivor. So he's probably got all sorts of, you know, experience. He definitely has life experiences and things that have happened with him that, he, that most of us can't comprehend. I'm sure some people in the audience can. Uh, but now, by being in 2022, and there's a lot of guys who have come before him, Kevin Love. Uh, for instance, you know Royce White didn't always do it the right way, but he definitely did shine a light on the issue. And Patrick's got a, you know, he got a really good shot to feel better here and really help some people. Is, is my goal, and I'm I'm just glad that this isn't a thing anymore. Like my my daughter Cami, um, she she's a very very anxious kid. Right. And I was able to identify that from day one. Like you could just tell um certain things that she does behaviorally, like that she's was like really really going at it up there. But again, like I, I don't think our parents would have ever known that when we were seven because nobody talked about it. Right? It, right. They weren't bad parents. It just wasn't a thing. You didn't hear about it. And now the door's open and Patrick is um hopefully gonna get better and and I would guess when, we, when he does come back, he's going to be a – not that it matters that much right now, but a totally different basketball player too. Because you know at that level, if you're out there constantly thinking and beating yourself up, and you can't play at that level mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing that, when no. you're not reacting. And he wasn't having any fun. And hopefully when he comes back, he'll be a brand new man. But a, And he'll still battle this. It's not going to go away. But mm-hmm. he'll be a – different basketball player too for the Hawkeyes.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I just hope that he's not just taking time, like away from things to just, you know, sleep all day. Cause it, it can get worse that way. I, and I, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think what needs to happen is he needs to get some professional help and maybe he already has. And that was the key for me. It's professional help. It's, it's, it's doctors, it's therapists. And, uh, that's the only way really through this. If you try to do it yourself, just on your own, it's not going to work out in most instances. It's not just going to go away uh, if you step away from things. And sometimes that can make things worse. But I think that um, I think he needs to do whatever he feels is best, his family feels his best. It sounds like everybody's behind him. And I know that some people who struggle with this, their family would not be behind them. Yeah, and because some people just don't get it they don't understand it they've never dealt with it they've never had anybody close to them that's dealt with it so when something comes up like this they're like as you said suck it up it's all in your head well it's it, it's not it's it's a it's a sickness it's a disease it's not it's not something you just snap your fingers and oh i think a different way robin williams dealt with this eventually it 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 cost him his life. Um, but he would say, um, you know, people would come up to me and they would tell me, well, why just, just stop being depressed. And he would say, well, that's like going up to somebody with cancer and saying, stop having cancer. Mm -hmm. It's not a choice. Um, but in my instance, I actually, my, my parents were good about it because I, I had had my parents had had experience with it even before the 90s i mean my my dad's dad my grandpa he went into he 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 dealt with anxiety depression like his whole life i mean i think he got shock treatments back in the day wow and i mean i have several family my mom and my dad have have suffered with anxiety my sister um it's it's a lot more prevalent than people realize it's unfortunate. Some cases and some instances are a lot worse than others, but with treatment, you know, w- when you talk to the right people, when you have the the right conversations, uh, you can you can manage it. And 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 I I've been able to do that for the most part. I, I haven't had many problems in the last five or six years. The best thing for me was getting out of ESPN. Um, Just the pressure because or- my. My anxiety at ESPN turned into depression. Anxiety and depression are kind of the same thing. They just kind of work the same part of your brain. They they Often work in tandem one takes with one a another. Step to
0: another, right? Like, yeah, from my experience.
1: And and I I I slipped into a debre- the depression at ESPN. And the best thing that happened to me was being let go. And I got to kind of reset everything, reset my life, reset my priorities. And I haven't had any problems since then. So. I mean, there is hope. You just have to yeah, uh, be smart are, about it and have people around you that environments understand are huge, it. like that big time the
0: culture and and all that stuff. If you work at a place or even a family member that isn't supportive, or so, you you have to remove yourself from that. And again, that's why I'm mm-hmm. really happy for Patrick because it seems like you know you have you look. It's a really good scenario for him. His brother's on his team. You know, like his dad's the coach, mom's always around. Like he's he's got people who are in his corner there. So, and I will add too with the professional help. I mean, I was just with my daughter at the U of I Children's yesterday, and I mean, there's really not a better medical place in the world where, right, Pat? I guarantee. I don't know who, but there's somebody there who can absolutely help him out. It's the McCaffrey family has unfortunately I had to learn. Uh, in, in years prior, uh, with with Patrick battling cancer, so, anyways, good stuff. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, it's
1: an important conversation, but um, yeah, and it, I think it's important for people to know it's a lot more prevalent than than they might think.
0: Absolutely, and often guys like us, I've learned, Chris, are um, we're sure we're out there and we we let it all hang and we we have fun, but we're often some of the most insecure and neur- neurotic humans. <laughs> that you'll ever find in that like people don't ever believe me. I don't know if you're like this, but I'm like, I'm legitimately an introvert like the in mm-hmm. but you wouldn't ever think that people are like, Oh, well you talk on the radio for three. Yeah. But it's all, it's all a show. Like I, I, I can, I cannot talk all day and then you flip on the red light and I'll turn it on. Right. Like it's my work. Mm-hmm. It's my job. And um, guys often in our field are, Again, some of the most neurotic human beings you will ever come across. I've—that's a trend that I've picked up on over the last twenty years.
1: Yeah, it's like movie stars. Yeah, musicians. Chris Farley. It's like, yeah.
0: Would you ever think that that guy was depressed? If you just watched Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live, you would never think that. No. Um. All right, let's move on <clears> to tonight's game. Iowa's a one and a half point favorite over Indiana. I I don't know enough about Indiana. I think I've seen them play once in one of the preseason tournaments. Um, real quick, Hassel Brandon wants to know: Are you drinking a Bloody Mary? What, what are you What are you drinking?
1: <laughs> no, it's, Mary? it's just it's just an iced coffee, Brandon. Sorry. I, just yeah, uh, I just think anxiety Starbucks may not be coffee. the biggest problem you have if you're drinking yeah, Bloody well, Marys. Well, wake up! Put a little Tito's <laughs> vodka in there and. <laughs>
0: off we go we both have thought Iowa would win this game this was pre the Patrick McCaffrey being out I mean they um but it just I keep telling Iowa fans this and then they get mad at me like you're not that bad we've seen them play well <laughs> before like you know like it, it just feels like it one of these games they're gonna bounce it, And kind of with Iowa State's the opposite like they're not gonna hit 10 threes every night like th- there's gonna be a game where they kind of come back to life a little bit and I don't know, maybe they rally around Patrick and they go back home and you got a top twenty opponent. This kind of feels like an Iowa spot to me, and the fact that they're still favored in this game
1: makes me think mm-hmm. I will win it. Just Yes, to me this feels a lot like the Iowa State game with without Chris Murray. I think that uh I think the guys are gonna be playing for Patrick McCaffrey. I think there's gonna be extra juice in the building because of the Patrick McCaffrey situation and because Indiana's in town. Indiana, Blue Blood program. It, there's always more juice when Indiana comes to Carver Hawkeye Arena. And Indiana was the preseason pick to win the Big Ten. Nationally ranked team. I just feel like this is a spot where Iowa bounces back. And I, and I do feel like, um, even though we're not talking life here, we know that the Patrick McCaffrey thing is, is life. And, and so I... I'm not going to say this is a, a, a must-win, I guess, in this instance because there's a lot more important things out there. But if I was going to be a tournament team, I think they need to win this game. I think they need to – because then they go to Rutgers and you, you can't be 0-5 in the Big Ten and, and have a chance to turn this thing around. I, I, I think they need this one tonight in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Man, and where did Rutgers come from? I mean, they they were a joke like not that long ago. They had, like coaches like choking
1: people and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Now now they're like a <laughs> like a top fifteen. Yeah, team you get some good really coaching
1: good. and you know it's it's I, I don't know they haven't been able to do it in football, but um, a little more basketball history. Nice little arena there, the rack. Tough place to play.
0: Hopefully, uh, Carver shows out tonight. It kind of feels like it will. We'll I, I got
1: a text from Andy Fails this morning that uh, it is the 40th anniversary of Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Tonight is? I don't know if it's like this week, tonight, but uh. he said Carver-Hawkeye is turning 40 years old. I think they're going to talk about it on Murph and Andy today, so I don't want to steal their thunder, but um, he, was, he was asking me my take about Carver and why fans don't necessarily uh, – uh, love that place. It's not really a beloved, or it's not like Kinnick Stadium, you know.
0: It, it it didn't have that stigma in the '90s, did it? Like, I, no, I mean, it did
1: not. It did not. I think fans were excited about it in the '90s, but
0: God, I remember I mean, like, when we watch Settles and Kingsbury and those teams. It's like oh, that, that place, place was, was always rocking. rocking. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, it was. They, they they've done some things that have that have hurt the place. It's kind of the same things that that have happened at Hilton in the last couple of years, where they've moved the the stands back behind the baskets. There's just not. There's just nothing going on behind the baskets for fifteen twenty feet. But it, the the layout is weird. You know where everybody has a, to enter from the top. Yeah,
0: it's weird. It's a weird arena.
1: There's the no students doubt. have always been hidden. Um, but I I, I do are, think and the students are gone. When the students are gone, I, I feel like. It's, it takes a lot out of it, but at the same time, the Iowa students have never been like a huge part of the environment there at Carver. And we did, Jeremy says, uh, two days ago was the anniversary, January 3rd,
0: 1983. Cool. Yeah, I, it's, it's weird. I, I just wonder too, but it doesn't add up everywhere. But did you watch, I mean, the Iowa-Oklahoma game, like the Oklahoma schools, and they blame it on the thunder. They they blame it on the thunder because you remember like Gallagher Iba <laughs> used to be one of the craziest arenas of yeah, college basketball. It was great, and it yeah that that was a pathetic
1: even, showing last night in Norman.
0: They don't care, and they haven't for a while. These Oklahoma schools, and I, you just wonder if it's cyclical. But but again, like I don't know, Iowa State students turnout mm-hmm. is it. Kansas students do. And clearly, they're a blue blood. It's, it's different. I, I understand that. But it's just like the teenagers and people in their low 20s just don't care as much anymore. To, cause, yeah, I'll just watch it on my phone from my door. I have no idea. But it's not just at Iowa. Again, like the Oklahoma schools, though, if you ask any of them, they blame the Thunder because they're all kind of in a circle there, OKC, Norman, and Stillwater. And they say, well, there's only so much basketball to go around that, you know, people now spend their money and they go to the Thunder and we're a Thunder state. But it's it's just it's bizarre. Uh, Retro Gamer Dad. The, this was is where I would trace it back to. He says students have been gone since Pierre Pierce. Can anything bring back the old Hawks nest? That was when I remember it was like, I don't know if it was at its prime but when Alford had that thing going early on, it really felt like Iowa students were as engaged. Is there any correlation to football becoming you know, a power like it did there early on under Kirk Ferentz? Do you just flip a switch and be like, oh, we're not a basketball school anymore? I don't know. I can't.
1: I don't think so. I mean, it's two different seasons. Um,
0: That's what I – yeah. You're in Iowa City. It's not like you're down at Miami and you've got all this clubbing to do. Like, it's cold. Like, what the (laughs) hell else are you going to Go to the basketball game.
1: Right. And and I do remember those early years of of, uh, Alford when fans were really jacked up. I mean, it's just been about 20 years ago, 2001, 2002, the Luke record teams. I mean, they, they would pack the student section all the way up to the concourse. But, man, those seats are horrible. Yeah. Like, the thing I'd, I've i never liked about Carver is that, you know, this, the the seats, they start like, like this. Like, the rows are like this. They're like six people apart. And then it just widens as it goes up, you know. And so then by the time you get all the way up, the row has like 35 seats in it. And so the majority of the seats are way up top. And it's just, it's not a good... It's not a good viewing experience and these for these students, I mean, you want the students close to the court yeah. and if you, if you're if you're going to go out there and attend a game you and you're a student, you don't want to be pushed way back behind the baskets and all the way up, like at Hilton, they're behind both baskets. so the seats are you know you have a ch- you're not immediately being pushed way up to the top. you have a chance to go to the other side as well. Uh, it, it's always been an issue at Carver. This the students. Even in the '90s, the students were kind of you didn't even know where they were. But it was a much better environment in the '90s and 2000s, in the early days of offer. But I don't I don't think it's been very good since about 2006.
0: Trying to think of in, in my years at Iowa State, they there was a shift going on where they had started Cyclone Alley and half of the students were in Cyclone Alley and then half the students were just the general student section. So like behind one basket was the general student section behind one basket was Cyclone Alley. And there became like a rivalry between the two where if you weren't in Cyclone Alley, you'd be like, oh, those douchebags, they're all, (laughs) you know, they're the organized one. And then the Cyclone Alley people would like put their nose up at the Non Cyclone Alley students being like, oh, you won't conform like the rest of us. It was like a political debate between the <laughs> two. Like one side was drunker than the other. Those are my memories.
1: Interesting. Uh, there's a, a, an all time uh, message here from Circle Herc, who has an all time name. I like
0: Circle Herc a lot. That's a good. Uh,
1: Circle Herc says, say what you want about Carver, but it's a great place to read a book and do a little crocheting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I <laughs> uh, and like let's be real I was thinking about this um Iowa State fans and I know where it comes from King McClure the ESPN analyst the former Baylor player he he's kind of like um Robbie Hummel where Robbie Hummel does like how many, many Iowa games a year who's that one guy Stephen Bardo he did like every Iowa game that one year <laughs> mm-hmm. well so King McClure I swear to God, did every Iowa State game the year that Proms team went zero and nineteen in the Big Twelve? <laughs> so Iowa State fans just hate this guy because they associate him. This is my theory on it. And I was thinking to myself last night, be like, man, like King McClure is a lot more palatable when you when you're up twenty on the road at Oklahoma. I, I thought he did a good it's, job
1: last night. I Same because yeah, I've he was
0: fine. It's the whole point of like you associate him with yes. with the with the bad and. I Matt just showed that video or that that picture of Carver on our stream. Carver's insane during wrestling duels. Mm-hmm. It is so like I mean, it something right. tells me if you're a top five team, it, we don't have this conversation, but they have been though, and yeah, I don't know.
1: It's that was one of uh, Andy's points too. Andy Fales said it, it's. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with winning, and and when you don't have memories of celebrating a championship you know i was ne- since the carver opened 40 years ago iowa has not won a regular season big 10 championship you got to go back to the field house and i think a lot of people if you're an older person like my dad for instance he'll say the field house was way better it got super loud you 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 were closer to the to the the surface the playing surface you could see more and carver was never that and I think, and then they so that's the what the old people say. The young people say these goddamn old people just sit there and knit and sit <laughs> on their hands all game, <laughs> yell at me to sit down. So, uh, yes, you know, happy fortieth to Carver. Happy fortieth. And then you
0: have um, like I know you you've shot plenty of these games. The Iowa State women's crowd, and it's there's a ton of old people at Iowa State women's because they literally bus in like the nursing homes. What? Yeah, they like. Well, there's a but. Like Finley, like he's great to these people. Like the wow, I didn't know that. The girls on the team like go and hang out. Like it, it's a really great. But there's a lot of old people at those games. But they're mean old people.
1: (laughs) That's what you want.
0: Yeah, they like cuss at the refs and like. I mean, not all of them, but but a lot of them. They. I kind of feel like they kind of take after Finley, like because if you're an Iowa uh-huh. State women's fan, you're you're a Riley personality. You take it after coach, you know
1: what I mean? And what they, ha- whatever happened to that? Because when you say Iowa State women's basketball old person, fans, oh I know where you're going here. Whatever happened Wild to that Bill. guy? Is that what his name is? Wild Bill? Wild Bill. What happened to that? Something, guy? Something. There's a legend. Didn't they kick him out. They told him like would yeah, like, never the, come back again. Something
0: happened like don't quote me on this cuz i i don't want to get like uh, libel or anything here slander something happened with like the seats because he would like his wife there would always be a his wife would be sitting there knitting okay during the game <laughs> and he's standing up you know, just going crazy in the middle of the other team's free throw and he's yelling and he's hooting and hollering. And this this wild, yeah, there he is. Van Winkle put wow. up a picture of him. There's wild Bill right there. He was an icon. Something happened where they were like, hey, you need to start paying for this seat in between you and your wife. Because
1: <laughs> the program. What? Something, wait a So, So his wife didn't sit next to him. She sat a seat away from him. She sat a seat away from him because he was so loud and
0: obnoxious. And <laughs> something happened with this seat, and Bill was just like, you know what, screw you, I'm done. And he just quit cold turkey.
1: I, somebody's and that's it? That's the last we've ever heard of him?
0: Yeah. Actually, I'm going to take a note on this because I'm I'm writing that book. There needs to be a chapter on Wild Bill. He deserves it. Wow. I,
1: you know what? That's kind of admirable almost that's impressive screw you you, you're the biggest you're the biggest iowa state women's fan ever
0: but it's your whole life i do think there was an aspect of it that bill thought he was bigger than the game no when
1: you see what happens let's see what happens when i'm not there
0: Uh i think bill it was kind of like when that vikings mascot remember that oh yeah vikings mascot a couple years ago yeah where he was like, Well, you need to start paying me like a full time wage and uh uh-huh. it was just that guy who would dress up like a Viking or something like I don't even know the specifics of it, but Bill Bill got very defensive and was, yeah, like, yeah, well, your crowd's gonna be dead when I'm gone. And And he
1: just never came back.
0: He's gone. Is he Some, alive? I don't know. Somebody will respond to us on Twitter.
1: What is up Somebody with Somebody knows the story here. What is up with the Cyclones and these? This, this, so this guy was Wild Bill. There was Diamond Dave. There was, who's the other guy? Cyclone Cy- Jerry.
0: Cyclone Jerry's Diamond Dave's dad. He's still alive.
1: Just, just, just weird. I mean, I has got Hawkeye Elvis.
0: Yep. You got him. No, but, but while Bill was different than Hawkeye Elvis, though, Hawkeye Elvis is just sitting like, and he travels to games while Bill like tried to become a part of every game, and this is women's basketball, so the crowds weren't as loud. like this is like it could be totally dead in there, and you have this old man <laughs> and he's waving his arms and he's just, <laughs> you know, really obnoxious
1: did, but was did people like him?
0: I know I certainly did at the time, but I would never. You liked him, but I I could also imagine you've been around enough of these college athletics admins before, where he could probably become a thorn in your side. Where you're just like Jesus Christ, get this guy out of here, <laughs> right? Like, well, I, I
1: certainly wouldn't want to sit by him. Even I mean, if I'm sitting Bill behind Finley,
0: him, I'm kind of like, yeah, man, I appreciate your support, but you're, you're turning us into a damn, you know, joke here.
1: Stacy wants to know if that's the same guy that got kicked out of the Iowa game.
0: Uh, what year?
1: <laughs> Did we have multiple Iowa well, State fans I, getting Ashley kicked Jones's out of Iowa game? Got
0: kicked out of the Iowa game that one year <laughs> during the COVID. Do you remember that? That was a yeah. story.
1: Like, oh man, Iowa fans still they 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 still talk. And I think they watch Iowa State women's basketball just to get a glimpse of Ashley Jones's dad in the stands.
0: He's got that very successful restaurant in Iowa City, the whole thing, you know, they But I it wouldn't surprise me if Bill got kicked out of an Iowa State Women's game at some point. Just sitting there carrying on, just, you know, yells the wrong thing at the And ref. he had that like little
1: megaphone thing, didn't he? Yeah. He had that yeah. like red megaphone. Right. Like, there's wow, all these cyclone wow, wow, wow. cyclone. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wild Bill we're gonna get some insight on this. I guarantee you, somebody on Twitter will will have will have the scoop. That's good I stuff. just can't
1: wait to get a text later this week from Walters, who really <laughs> fills us in on what what happened with old Wild <laughs> gives, Bill, gives us
0: the real scoop on Wild yeah. Bill and the the downfall. There was a really good story. Um, I I think there's actually some journalism on this. I swear. The Iowa State Daily did like a expose on Wild Bill
1: at one point. That, that why well, do you a, not? Yeah. I mean, my God, the guy. That, that like I said, there that's the is. first thing I remember uh, when I think Iowa State basketball. I think of that guy. So that was in two thousand or nineteen ninety
0: eight. Okay, I know there was a more recent one too. But good work right there, <laughs> Matty. <Maddie A> salute to Queen.
1: Wild Bill, the craziest fan west of the Mississippi, is the is the headline. <laughs>
0: yeah i I think towards the downfall of wild Bill there was certainly a the women's crowd at Iowa state like i i know like the, i I love going to women's games there's this one guy who wears a hat and he comes around and he hands you candy every time like there's there's all sorts of what characters.
1: there's an old guy that walks around giving kids candy
0: yeah what oh yeah, that
1: can't be right
0: oh yeah, he wears his hat it's a bird it's like a cardinal.
1: Hey kids, I've got some candy for you. Go, Go cyclones. cyclones. Uh we're, we're we're being told tragically by Shane Meyer that Wild Bill passed away oh in, man 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, Nonetheless, the guy's an icon. I got to get his family Shane, if you know anything about this um, reach out to me somehow I would love to interview his family for the book I'm serious because the guy was an ap abs- anybody who went to those games back in the 90s and in the early 2000s wild Bill's a freaking icon at Iowa State um okay let's move on a couple of randoms here this uh I feel targeted here I feel like we've got a prominent social media account in the state of Iowa that's coming after me. <laughs>
1: was this, this filled up my uh, my mentions box on Twitter yesterday it was people that saw this tweet from Iowa chill ranking the best towns in Iowa tagging me and you and Iowa everywhere because this this hits right at your heart or at least it tried to
0: well so this this Iowa chill which I I'm a little bit confused because I I think I thought we had a good relationship. I did a little influencer thing for, I helped him sell a shirt one time. But I feel targeted here. They ranked the best towns in Iowa and they ranked their top 10. They go number 56 Marshalltown, number 99 Federal Prison, number 176 Clorinda.
1: And that's the last thing listed.
0: That seemed like I don't know. Maybe I'm being awfully arrogant here to think that this was targeted towards me, but it doesn't feel like a coincidence either. But I would also say the joke's on you because there's like thousands of towns in Iowa. So you just put us in the top 15 percent. So Correct. That.
1: That, and that's that's what I was, I was like. Wait, OK, that 176 at the bottom, there's a lot more than 176 <laughs> towns in Iowa. Cities, that's a that's a different demarcation. I mean, that's a, there's a different level of town, city. Yeah, I looked it up. There's over a thousand towns in Iowa. So if Clarinda is in the top 200, that's, we'll take that's pretty damn good. Now, federal prisons in the top 100, that's <laughs> 99. But it, it well is is the is the prison still working there down in Clarinda? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So so. So, it's they're saying prison. that the the state, oh, oh okay, gotcha. It's, it's not a, a federal prison. prison. Yeah, Okay. I thought that you said all that stuff got shut down. The, the no, academy, the prison's
0: still there. The academy the, and the, the MHI. insane asylum. Guy. Yeah, those got shut down. There was abuse at the academy, and the MHI just had budget cuts, you know, and it was too haunted. Like, you're, you're, so putting, did, these, you're putting these that, mentally the, ill people there, and they're being <laughs> haunted constantly. Like, it's not good for them.
1: God. We have one we have a show where we get we go so in depth on mental illness, taking it so seriously. And then uh, then I bring up the uh, <laughs> the Little Clorinda insane uh... Asylum. Do you and feel we like this these... differently? That's probably where my grandpa got the shock treatments back in the 50s.
0: Do you feel like this this Iowa chill is
1: coming at me, bro? I, I think Iowa chill must be an Iowa everywhere listener. Yes. Either that or Clorinda is just that bad. Now, I, I still have not been to Clorinda. I've been close.
0: I was just there last weekend, phenomenal time.
1: It sounds horrible. It sounds like a horrible city, to be honest. Um, no, it's
0: fantastic. I was also I, I in s- Corning. Stop by Corning.
1: Now, which which town is better, Clorinda or Corning? Clorinda. Really? Okay.
0: There's a lot more to do. I mean, Corning's very... Uh, Corning's like a third of the size of Clorinda.
1: I, I've been to some bad cities and towns in iowa and I, I'll, I'll be the first to say muscatine is not a great city <laughs> i'm from muscatine it's not great um davenport is not great i was born in davenport i have family there my dad lives in bed it's not great either the the best areas of iowa are northeast iowa central iowa i, I love des moines and some of the towns around there I, I don't know how Clive ended up number yeah, two the on the list. Is what the that? hell? What's in Clive? Is Clive? that even a real town? It's got to be. That where was this, just like a incorporated area.
0: It's got to be what this Iowa Chill guy like grew up there or something. lives there. There's nobody who in their right mind that would be like, "Oh, I, Clive rules." Like, yeah, it, I
1: mean, I could. Decor on the list. I could see that.
0: Yeah, Ames, Iowa City, Cedar Falls, all the college pretty, towns. Yeah,
1: it. But Pella, Pella's cool, per, very pretty. Clive is like. What What is that?
0: This list loses all of its cred- credibility by having Clive number two. I
1: What's think. the worst town you've ever been in in Iowa? Other than Clarinda?
0: Probably the dirty Dodge, right?
1: <laughs> Fort Dodge is not great. The thing is about these towns, though, they're very similar. Like Fort Dodge and Marshalltown are Marshalltown very similar. Marshalltown
0: has a dirt track. Well, I guess Fort Dodge just I,
1: I can't, like it's hard for me to, I've been to, to both of those towns many different times, stopped on both for RVTV. I can't really distinguish the two from one another. Um, I got in trouble with um, Tyler Vanderloo because he, he found out that I called Sioux City the, the worst town in, in Iowa that I've ever been to. Sioux <laughs> bad, but he lives there. That's that's uh, John uh, Walters is Walters' son in law. Oh, Matt Matt says uh, uh, coming. Coming should have been on the list. Coming I is love, a I love coming. underrated. I, I I want your mom to watch a Cox game in Coming at the Coming Tap. My dad's all fired up on the Facebook comments. He says, "What the hell is wrong with Bettendorf?" I didn't I didn't say anything about Bettendorf. Bentonville's fine, but I Quad Cities, Quad Cities is a shithole. It sucks. Quad Cities sucks.
0: See, Stacy chimes in that Council Bluffs is the you know,
1: and I, I've heard that a lot. I I've, I've never I've I drove through once on the way to Omaha. I, just, I,
0: I associate it with Omaha, and I I Omaha's fine.
1: Omaha is fine, but Omaha's not in Iowa. I have the,
0: the thing. I've been to Council Bluffs a ton because that was like a city to me. Oh, you want to go to the mall? I'm going to drive to Council Bluffs. <laughs> Seriously, when I was a kid. So, like, I don't, I don't hate Council Bluffs. But all right, last thing. Uh, we had a sloppy Joe question. You sent this in from one of our listeners.
1: Yeah, uh, well, people, a lot of people have a lot of questions about loose meat sandwiches and sloppy joes. I think you're confusing a lot of people.
0: Okay, so what's the question? Joe so, Cordova chimes in.
1: Yeah, I guess she made some kind of pulled pork sandwich last night. And so somebody in the comments says, is a pulled pork sandwich a loose meat sandwich or a sloppy Joe?
0: Yes, it's a loose meat sandwich. It's not, though. Yes, it. The, to hell it isn't. The meat is loose. It's not a
1: loose meat. A loose meat sandwich is just ground beef. No. A loose meat. I've told you this. So you are telling times. me if i There's if I multiple. have a rotisserie chicken, I cut up the rotisserie chicken and I put that on a sandwich. You are telling me that's a loose meat sandwich, exactly,
0: because that's what I did last night for dinner. That was a loose meat sandwich. I put a little barbecue on there. the Loose meat sandwich. There are multiple forms of loose meat sandwiches. A sloppy Joe happens to be one of them, although its branding has been great over the years. And they a made right is a loose meat sandwich, but it's its own form of a loose meat sandwich. So if I uh, pulled pork is a loose meat sandwich. Okay. It can be beef. It can be pork. It can be chicken. The meat is loose. I've just, I've never heard it,
1: it. You're right. It is loose, but I've never heard it. I've never heard it called a loose meat sandwich to me has to be, has to be ground beef. Incorrect. All right. Well, I, I'm i not going to argue with you there. Cause I, I don't feel that strongly about that. I, I I just I know the difference between a loose meat sandwich and a sloppy joe, i will tell you that. A made a sloppy right joe a Sloppy Joe is a form a of a loose meat sandwich. Right. But it's not it's not a made right sandwich. Sloppy Joe and a made right sandwich are totally different. Completely different. We're at sloppy time. Joe has tomato paste.
0: Thanks for your time, everybody. We appreciate it. Um this is a lot of fun and hopefully we were Man, it's just been a—it's been a heavy week with Patrick McCaffrey and what happened on Monday Night Football, and just—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's always fun to take an hour and do this with you, my friend. So, Matty Van Wink, uh, can I bring you on real quick? Having a yes, having a
1: baby—that's public, are?
0: right? That's public, right? Okay, I didn't number two like on you. the way. Yeah, what, Van another
1: Wink. one. Oh my God, look at you.
0: So, Van, good. Winkle. You guys
1: have all the kids. I'll sit back <laughs> and not have any. We'll bring them all to Florida and have them crash your house. They're not tear welcome. it up.
0: Our kids will wipe your ass someday, Hassel. They're they're down.
1: Yeah, you did send me. Yeah, your your girls did uh, commit to taking care of me when I'm older. So I'll, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep that video, and I'll 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 have my uh, my my well, I guess hopefully I'll I'll still be well enough in my mind to be able to use technology then, so I can call him up on that
0: you're gonna live a lot longer than me because you didn't have kids you're gonna be in better shape <laughs> less stress you're, you're gonna live till you're 100 i'm gonna, if i make it to 65 i feel like i lived a pretty good one
1: jeez oh my god i I, I feel bad for you guys with kids so I, i'm sorry to hear that you're having another one matt i really <laughs> and we're getting and we're I'm getting a dog in a couple months so what? we're you're just not now that's good what kind dogs of dogs great getting we're getting gold? a miniature golden doodle so, wow, so man. you're going to have... Uh, no so, shedding so how, this time. How you're going to get the dog, and the dog's going to be a puppy while your wife's pregnant? Yes. And we've done this before, and it did not go you're well. An so we idiot. are, are idiots. Yeah. We're crazy, I know. <laughs> the goal is to get the puppy trained, potty trained outside before the baby comes. And ju- and the baby's not due till July, so we got some time.
0: Man, good stuff. Okay, well. All right. Wish me luck. Thanks for listening, good luck, everybody. You Thanks son of a watching. bitch. Appreciate our friends at Fairway uh, for bringing you two guys named Chris. We'll be back on Monday morning. We'll have a reaction to all the weekend basketball, and we will also preview the national championship game in college football. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening to Iowa Everywhere. Appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Iowa Everywhere.